you are going to die ideally not really anytime soon but at some point you're gonna pop your clogs you're gonna die you'll be six feet out under or in a crematorium or you know all of this sort of stuff you're gonna die yeah I know this isn't new information, but have you ever given much thought into any of this and how you feel about this? Because the vast majority of humans are scared to death, of death, funnily enough. It, death is a wonderful, miraculous, great thing, because it is like the ultimate deadline. <laughs> Dead? Get it? <laughs> deadline? Yeah? It is something that really, truly pushes us to do stuff, get stuff done, right? Saturn. Death belongs to Saturn. And Saturn is very much about limitation. And death is very scary. And death is really scary for, I think, the or at least the biggest reason I think death is scary is because people do not know what happens after. People are very scared of the after part. Uh, a lot of people are also scared of the dying process, the pain, because death can be very very painful both physically and emotionally and uh, a lot of people are scared of change yeah people often fear change and death is a very big change now when it comes to talking about death whether it be talking about the general kind of um dying process and getting your affairs in order and all the mundane stuff or when it comes to talking about the life after death and all of that kind of the mysteries of death mysteries of saturn and such it's a very polarizing subject and it's a very difficult subject to approach for a lot of people because they fear it they fear death and when it comes to the life after death side of things and what happens next, what's in the next chapter type situation. A lot of that requires you to have a certain amount of gnosis. It requires you to actually get off of your asses and actually start to investigate this kind of thing. And many people attempt to do this. This is what the idea of the paranormal investigation um whole business structure is, is generally just exploiting people that are scared of death and are wanting to play and dabble at finding out a little bit of information about it right that is generally the sort of people that all these tv shows appeal to they're the people that have lost someone or they're the people that are worried about going and dying and they want a little bit of a kind of a snapshot a bit like watching a trailer of um a film that's coming out soon the next james bond or something like that yes unfortunately it's really difficult to talk about this subject with people that don't already already understand it's one of those things that's really a lot of the time quite pointless to discuss with people because either someone doesn't know or about things that can happen after you a person dies or they do and what is the point in bloody talking about it it's a subject for many that is a great subject is one of life's great mysteries death is one of life's great mysteries weird i know to say it but for many people it is 
with this specific episode, I don't know where to go with it because I don't know if I should be talking to the people that know and dabble with life after death or whether I should be talking, and when I say dabble, I mean understand and mess about with it and control it and such, or whether I should be talking about the fear, the people generally in fear, or the people that are the uninitiated people that don't really understand the mysteries of death. Um, ultimately, I suppose the only way I can talk about this is probably the former, because death is a mystery, and mysteries should not really be revealed. I guess. But at the same time, how can I not broach this subject without revealing a couple of mysteries and such? In which case the people that don't or that don't know aren't gonna be switching off at this point, are they? So it's kind of a pointless thing. Now I have uh Decided to call this episode uh, basically putting the fun in funeral. And it's not so much about funeral arrangements, although I would like to talk about funerals because it's quite interesting. It's more about the that being around an interesting point, funerals. Funerals are very interesting to me. I find funerals quite fascinating. And I don't just mean the customs um beliefs and structures of funerals i mean someone dies and then a couple of days to weeks later we then have some sort of ceremony and possibly have a party afterwards it's all very very peculiar right and it seems like for many that the funeral is the death I don't know if you feel that way, but for many, the funeral is the death. I know that there's a good big part of the mourning, the grieving process is that, oh my gosh, we're gathering together because we all know that this person is dead. But I mean, the dying part takes the place long before the funeral normally. I mean, you don't go to your own funeral and die at your funeral, although it would be hilarious. And that certainly would be putting the fun in funeral, I think. Um, imagine holding a fake funeral going in a coffin and then bursting out of the coffin halfway through your own funeral, shocking everyone and then having a heart attack in front of everyone. That would be, I personally find that hilarious, but I think for many people that would just be a little bit too much. Um, anyway, I don't know where we're going with this, but then this is why we call it ramblings because I am rambling now. So life after death, life before life life before life yeah you don't get many people talk about that do you now how does one go about messing about with such things and, and why would one want to well death and this kind of mystery is one of those minor mysteries i think that because of humans are fearful of death and want to control what they're what they don't understand and are scared of then they put a lot of effort into trying to um, gain power over death in a myriad of different ways. Realistically, I think there are some mysteries that you can solve by studying the dead, and I mean dead people, dead spirits, summoning them up, dealing with them, 
Most of the time, however, I tend to find people that are obsessed with necromancy working with the dead do not tend to understand much about death and the process. If you want to really under, I, I understand the flawed approach, and the flawed approach is, I know, I want to know what happens when you die. I'm going to conjure up a dead person that's already dead and then get them to tell me. And if anyone's actually done that, they'll realise how fucking useless dead people are. Okay, in general, is one of the reasons why me and Chris really don't work with them. Some people get a little bit braver, you see. Some people get a little bit braver, and they'll say, mm, well, okay, dead people, I'm not going to go to to dead people. I'm going to go to death itself, herself, itself, whatever. I'm going to try to conjure up death, kind of like the Winchesters still in um, that Supernatural series, yeah? Conjure up death and give him a pizza type thing. Shoot the shit. Ask, okay, well, tell me about a little bit about all of this sort of thing. When we are exploring that, that is generally why a lot of people turn to Saturnian spirits. They try to join some kind of Saturnian cult. And I mean cult in the traditional sense. Cult in the sense of studying. Serious throwing yourself into an energy current. Dedication to a work, dedication to a spirit, god, goddess, whatever, presumably one of death, presumably one that's, you know, got more of a Saturnian feel to it. Um, and people explore this, okay, as one of the ways in which one can do that. It is a little difficult because you're dealing with a spirit, spirit of death. And that spirit is going to treat you the way it sees you. Okay. This is a great mystery that me and Chris have spoken about before. That people, some people get. Because some people actively use this um, idea to help them push further and develop further within magic. But a lot of people don't get the idea of your own energetic makeup. And one person said something very interesting recently, and they were talking about a certain spirit, spirit of death that visits them. And they said, I don't understand why I'm conjuring this spirit. And I said, what do you mean conjuring the spirit? And the person said, well, obviously it's a powerful spirit, but why are they kind of just visiting me? Why are they visiting me? Why are they interested in me? I'm just a boring witch. I'm not up to anything. I'm not really dealing much with death. And I don't, I don't think that I'm conjuring this spirit. But it seems to appear before me. It seems to crop up in my life from time to time. Like it wants me to be aware of something. Or be aware of that its presence is around me. And I've kind of... I haven't really spoken about this in a great amount of detail with this person. But ultimately, this person clearly doesn't quite understand the complexities of energetic makeup now it's no great mystery to anyone that studies occultism and particularly ceremonial magic in the western tradition because those sorts of people understand the theoretics and the structure of universe and stuff like that when we think about okay so what are we good at what are we bad at what are we made of comprised of 
on an energetic level and why. The whole mapping system of the lower regions of the soul, you know, making sense of that. And I don't really want to reveal that information at the moment because I know a lot of people are exploring this for themselves and I don't just want to give people basic gnosis for them to memorize and regurgitate. We're very much against that. But ultimately, if you have a high level of that specific energy that's part of your energetic makeup bodies, whether it was there from birth or whether it's just kind of accumulated over time, you're going to be attracting that energy. Like attracts like. You are a part of that energy and you're growing in that energy or you're very strong with that energy naturally. Therefore, that energy and things like that are going to gravitate towards you. It makes sense, okay? Now, when you have a high composition of specific types of energy and there are spirits that dwell within that energy or are comprised of that energy, they're going to see it almost like um, I suppose I'm going to go super stereotypical and almost witchy-like and think, it, think of it in terms of a power level. This human contains a lot of this energy. Therefore, this human is to this standard, this adept standard, this standard, this, you know, if we're putting on a scale of 1 to 10 and 10 being super powerful, that spirit sees you like that. That spirit sees you as based on your energetic composition, because a lot of spirits don't necessarily see and interact the way we do with light reflecting off of objects in terms of sight. They'll see things in a very, very, very different light. See, I use the term light twice. Clever, isn't it? Um, they'll see things in a different light. <laughs> now, death. What can we talk about with regards to death? Now, I've spoken a little bit about the, um, at least I think I spoke about it. This is the second time of recording this. The first time I recorded it, I thought I hit the start button and it didn't actually start. So I got, <laughs> I got a good fair amount in, got the ball rolling. And all of a sudden I looked in the corner and it wasn't recording. Um, so I think that we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff I think we've talked about. But at the end of the day, I could be vastly wrong. Might have to re-listen to this before I upload it. But anyway, I'm just giving you some details if, it, if I end up rambling and going off on tangents a little bit more than I'm used to doing, which I know is saying a lot. Paranormal investigators go to creepy places that they think are haunted because they know nothing better than ghost stories. They think creepy old house, ah, creepy old pub, ah, creepy old place where lots of people died, uh, that's going to be haunted. We know that that's bullshit, okay? We know that you don't have to go to a haunted place to conjure up a spirit of the dead or to speak to dead people. At the same time, we know that if there are dead things lingering, and I'm not talking about this whole stone tape theory recordings type shit, because you can get that sort of thing of people that are still fucking alive. You know, I'm talking about actual sentient dead person, still about, hasn't quite dissolved yet, which is a mystery in itself because some people really won't understand what I mean by dead people dissolving because they just haven't fucking studied dead people. Not studied 
death, not read about books. I mean, formed relationships, bond, and worked with dead people, spirits of the dead, and then started to notice shit about them. Yeah. So these paranormal investigators go to that extent and go and try to understand these sorts of things. And most of them can't even manage to make contact with dead people most of the time, which gives you some indication as to how weak dead people are. Although, to be fair, I mean, logically speaking, you could say, well, if Vetfielding is an annoying, shrieking banshee, if I was dead and I wanted a peaceful afterlife, I sure as shit wouldn't be taking part of in her... Um, television show so i would run for the hills uh, i would i would run away every time i saw this bitch coming right so you can kind of understand it for that they may not want to deal with living people they might want to go away but assuming that there is at least a couple of them that do i mean these tar paranormal tv shows they show that it really isn't that easy to conjure up and deal with dead people. Me and Chris have talked about this, I think, at length before. In fact, we did a whole necromancy lecture once, I think, on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, um, on a Halloween, I believe it was. Um, but dead people are weak. At the end of the day, there is a broken circuit there. Okay. You exist on multiple levels, and all of these things form a structure okay foundation of that structure to a certain extent malkuth the physical world foundation is the physical body what happens when you remove the foundations from a skyscraper or a building in general yeah it might be all right for a couple of seconds some buildings might be all right for a little bit but there's <laughs> foundations are there for a fucking reason guys you know foundation what happens with you as a being when your foundations are removed when your anchor to the physical plane is removed some would say you drift away which is what that kind of idea of moving on you're kind of drifting away you're being pulled somewhere and you don't really have an anchor to keep you firmly where you are therefore that white light comes and takes you away other people will understand having dealt with this kind of thing, that actually uh, the situation is a little bit more complicated than that because at the end of the day, when I switch the television off or yank the plug out of the television, the screen goes off straight away, but that little red light in the corner, that stays on for a bit and then it slowly fades away. That's because the electricity, the power source, has been removed. There's a broken link. And this is what part of the great death mystery. And when it, you get to work with dead people, fairly fresh ones, ideally, then you start to notice things. And those things you have to think about. And you can either ponder them or you can go and ask an expert. And I don't necessarily mean an expert like me or Chris, like another witch or a mentor or something like that. I mean, you could go and ask death 
or you could go and ask a spirit of some kind explain to me this section explain to me this why is that doing that why is that doing that you know all of these things um observation and experimentation is is very important now not all experiments um and not all knowledge is obtained through direct experimentation i i want to see how long a spirit remains or i want to try and see if i can follow that spirit to where it's moving on to i want to follow it and see where it's going astrally that sort of shit not all things are direct experimentation where you actually think of the experiment a lot of progress within magical practice is made by noticing something writing it down or keeping a note of it whether that be a physical note blog um, doodle picture mental note whatever it is and then and then eventually putting these pieces together through other things so noticing the fact that okay i was working with this here spirit and this here spirit in this building has been here for a good 40 odd years now but i've noticed that when i'm in the building and i'm working with it it's almost like shaking a snow globe and actually it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger and yet when i'm not working with it and there's no one in proximity to it and there's no one there it just kind of goes somewhat limp dormant and starts to wane away i understand that i used to be able to see spirits that popped up and this and that and now i can see those same spirits and even though my psychic ability has improved these spirits seem somehow less corporeal somehow less sharp like watching something in hd and then going back to some shitty old black and white film yeah that kind of thing it's all very much a case of noticing things and then putting these things together now i'm not about to reveal a bunch of secrets to do with death because death is a mystery and it's a mystery that ultimately anyone that wants to get to a foundation level in magic needs to crack that mystery because it's fucking important right it's fucking basic ass shit what happens after you die or the many things that can happen after you die is basic ass shit how are you expected to interfere with the dying process the death process life after death all of this other bigger type stuff if you don't even fucking understand what goes on if you don't even fucking understand the process how can i fix a computer if i don't know how it works and much of witchcraft involves getting a hammer and smacking the side of the computer hoping that works which used to work with old-fashioned um you know old-fashioned machines and such that had moving parts and things but in the digital world in the higher level higher etheric realms and such you blase and fucking about with things that you don't understand is mainly gonna not mean that the things started crackling and changing and stuff it's gonna mean that your magic has no effect whatsoever now you can go through magic witchcraft um occult studies all of that sort of thing and you can fuck about right i highly encourage people fuck about within magic people don't like dabbling and talking about dabbling i'm not like one for dabblers because dabblers there's a difference between dabbling and fucking about fucking about means kind of going and doing something in a little bit of a blase manner but at the same time 
up to nefarious naughty things but learning from it actually doing something you know fucking about dabbling is very much a case of oh, oh i don't like it oh i'm gonna go in this room and then i'm gonna hear a creaky floor and i'm gonna fucking run away and then i'm gonna live in fear for a couple of days and then i'm gonna dare my friends to go back with me or oh i've gone a little bit too far this time I, i'm i'm kind of dabbling with that danger comes with dabbling fucking about is very much a case of i like to fuck about with other people's lives it's hilarious to me it's a pastime i have my little rat lab rats you know don't worry thoth witchcraft patreon i tend not to shit where i eat unless there's a very good reason for it Yeah, I don't think that came out quite well. Um, anyway, let's just let's just go off on a different tangent. So, this idea of pushing through magical progression and stuff like that. Some of the patrons I've actually got to list like great mystery. So the things they consider to be the great big questions. There's this TV show in the UK called The Big Questions. Um, and I really like it. I like it because I hate it. It's one of those things where they spend an hour talking about two or three questions and they they segment them up to about 15 minutes where they get things like uh, is there a place for religion in the modern society or um is there such a thing as the patriarchy or all of this sort of stuff is like big questions that we're supposed to uh, have long big debates about and that are very polarizing and they spend 15 minutes on a question get everyone riled up get everyone shouting at each other and then cut to an ad break i hate it because that is a shit format but i love it because i love to watch people moan about shit and go at it with each other um when it comes to like debates and stuff like that i was always very good at debates in school because i always used to fucking win and don't worry I did use dirty tactics to win. Yes, I did. I'm the only person, I think, that actually managed to get a unanimous vote to um, basically bring back, uh, like, Nazi occult experimentation on people. Um, obviously, this is one of the reasons why I don't go into politics, but it was one of those things where you had to... Again, this is going off on the right tangent... Um, I had to, I was given an argument, I was given the argument for the death penalty and then other people had to argue against the death penalty and I thought, fuck it, if I'm going to go for this whole death penalty thing, I'm going to go a stage further, I'm going to say, it's not going to be people that are going to be put to death, it's going to be people that are going to be experimented on until they die and I like had this whole PowerPoint presentation stuff that I had to give for, I think it was English or drama, I'm not sure which one it was. It was very fucking dramatic. It could have been drama. Um, and I gave this whole idea of all of the most disgusting evil crimes uh, that I know had affected in some way, shape or form people that were in the room. Um, and then I said, well, you know, the perpetrators of these crimes, blah, blah, blah. And yet this person over here, your nan dying of cancer, just think what breakthroughs we could have with cancer research if we only experimented on paedophiles and rapists and pumped drugs into them and that. I got a unanimous vote, right, for, oh, fuck, yeah, let's bring back that. Let's start experimenting on all of the really bad criminals, right? 
Um, I'm not saying that I agree with that because I don't agree with that. All I'm saying now, because I've dug a fucking hole for myself, don't re don't don't you think I am realised that I've dug a hole for myself here? I was given that argument, and I had to because that's the nature of the game. Because politics is a game, and so is school. Um, in terms of debate, I had to got given that argument. And I had to do my best with it. Okay, and I won. That's all I'm saying. Something about, I know we were talking about debate and we were talking about winning. And I don't understand where the fuck I've got that from and nor do I remember what we were actually talking about. Um, so I'm just going to have to leave that there and go on to a different subject because for the first time, I'm normally fairly good at kind of following my own trail of thought, but for some reason, I just cannot remember what the hell I was just talking about. Um... But anyway, yeah, dead people. Learning about death, progression in a magic, experimentation. Are any of these things ringing any bells, Liam? Not really. I know we've talked about them, but they ain't really making much fucking sense. Um, but there we go. So, yeah, so there's these mysteries that we tried to get people to literally list down on their um, mentoring folder files. I don't let them, I don't show them because I like to categorize them in how easy each mystery is going to be for this person to solve, and I don't want them to know. So I get them to ask big questions, you know, what is the meaning of life, what happens after you die, um, who came first, uh, <laughs> the chicken or the egg, <laughs> Yahweh or Jehovah, <laughs> all that sort of shit people come up with these things and I'm like, oh, so these are the really big questions. And I find that asking people what the really big questions are really does show their level of understanding because when someone considers their big question to be what is the meaning of life or why am I here or what is this soul contract shit or why do people, you know, all that sort of thing, I think, ah, oh, this is easy. I can stick you in this little category over here very easily. We know that this is the way you see things. Same reason why we get people to uh, talk about their understanding of how they structure their souls and stuff like that. Some people get uberly defensive about that because they think, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you the structure of my soul when realistically that is the most stupid thing I've ever heard because I can fucking see your soul, bitch. I can see it. I can see more aspects of it than you can. I don't need you to tell me about it because I see it. And I know that if I jam something in right over there, it's going to have X result. Hence how black magic works on a higher level, like real bad black magic. There is this new series that me and Chris are going to be producing for the third tier of the Patreon that's going to talk about such things. And we're having to put it on the third tier of the Patreon because I think that the idea was for us to get obscenely drunk whilst we're talking about them. So I don't think that this is the sort of thing that... Um, upstanding members of our no holds barred witchcraft witchcraft live and thoth patreon communities are ever going to realistically actually want to listen to or watch um but that's going to be interesting nonetheless we'll see if it actually is even suitable for the third tier of patreon it might be one of those things that we have to delete um but who knows we'll see based on some of the ideas it does seem pretty bad what we wanted to talk about, some higher level aspects of magic. 
Um, but there we go. I've gone off on a tangent again, but I know you're interested in that one because you're always interested in the stuff that's going to be coming out at some point. Um, but there we go. Experimentation. These ideas, these big questions that we have, working through them, that is your curriculum. Yeah? That's normally what I see as a person presenting what they want to be on their curriculum. When they say this big question, this unfathomable, blah, 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 I'm slurring my words, unfathomable thing, difficult to understand, crazy ass big thing that they don't think that they can understand. For me, that's like, ah, you've given me 10 of those. I can make a whole curriculum out of that. We'll get through each bit, you know, stage by stage. That's how we kind of structure the whole mentoring thing, to be honest with you. Um, because it never ceases to amaze me, the amount of people that come to me and say, I want you to mentor me, but I don't know what I want. Like, we'll pick a goal. I don't know. I haven't got a goal. What are you interested in? Oh, I don't know. I'm interested in everything. That stuff really sh fucking makes me go, Ugh. you know, but there we go. So one of the other ways I like to deal with people is to do this whole greater mysteries thing. And a lot of the pansy-assed ones that can't be bothered will say, I can't think of any. So I just start rattling off the usual ones like life after death and, you know, all of that sort of thing. How would you go about curing bone cancer? You know, stuff like that. How does one actually remove something from existence so that it never actually happened in the first place? Not killing something, I mean removing it so that it never even happened. Stuff like that. I ask questions like that, and if people can't give me a half-decent answer, I tend to shove that on their curriculum for them to go and sort out. By the way, that is one of the most dangerous fucking things that you could ever possibly embark on, little journeys, is to try and find out how you remove something from existence. Because I can tell you, it is a lot more difficult than you would think. Because if you remove something from existence, it was never there to begin with. And you can go to any spirit you like. And because it never actually happened, they won't be able to tell you. Even the Mori, the fates themselves, will not be able to see something or have knowledge of something that has been removed from existence. That's the sort of shit we'll be talking on about this uh, in this new um, series thing we're producing. Anyway, back to uh, putting the fun back into funeral. So, yeah, putting the fun back into funeral, death. This was 35 minutes of rambling, which is basically what you pay for, let's be fair. And hopefully I've given you a little bit of food for thought. I've given myself food for thought. Because I'm trying to think what the hell I actually just spent 35 minutes talking about. And the only thing that kind of springs to mind is spirits dissolving, big questions, and paranormal investigators are, are fucking idiots. Paranitwits is what we call them, innit? Um, but if I was to give you one piece of advice, apply this to another area of magic 
or even planet, if you're talking Saturnian and death, because death is an aspect of Saturn, um, apply that to another one, apply that to Venus or Jupiter or the sun, mysteries, you know, apply that to another area of magic, healing, healing, what does it mean to heal, the mysteries of healing, mysteries of why people get better and why they don't, can I heal someone and that be detrimental to them, the answer to that of course is yes, but do you know why, have you made that mistake? Probably not. And I don't mean bullshit healing, like, oh, well, I've stopped this person from dying, but they're in a whole world of pain. I don't mean that. I mean actually fixing the problem and then finding out later. By fixing that problem, I've robbed that person of a greater experience and I've fucked about. Generally, of course, there are safety mechanisms in place for this, hence why witches have things that they can heal and things that they cannot heal. Even the adept healers struggle to heal certain things, fix certain things. Because if they were to fix that thing, then it would have a big knock-on effect. Doesn't, of course, mean that it can't be done. But luckily, we have these kind of safety barriers, this great system we call creation, where we currently are. And I wanted to say universe, but universe is too much of a small way of looking at it. Um, this great uh, creation is probably the best way I can think of off the top of my head. This whole big thing of creation, there's lots of great interesting barriers. Many of those barriers come with mysteries. And much of the wisdom one gains from solving these mysteries not only gives them a certain level of power, but wisdom also means that they make decisions from an enlightened perspective. But there we go. That's it for this episode of The Rambling. I am, today is Thursday, the 10th of March, right? And I am going back to do some more corporate espionage tomorrow. So I might do a little bit of a rambling about that because there's some stuff that I wanted to say in the regular podcast. We didn't have time to talk about it with regard to this organisation I'm infiltrating. So, um, yeah, we might talk a little bit about that on one of these ramblings, actually, because there's some things that I'd like to talk about, if only for my own kind of personal amusement slash blog. But there we go. Goodbye, everyone.